Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Good evening. Good evening. God evening. The only thing better than a good evening is a God evening. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I want you to get your pen and paper prepared. I want you to get it prepared. Amen. Hallelujah. For those that are visiting with us, we're glad to have you today here at Heavenly Hope Ministries. Where the word hope means helping others progress and elevate. Amen. This is our midweek Bible study. And tonight we're going to be teaching on um, New Covenant Security. New Covenant Security. We're 16 parts into this series of understanding the New Covenant. And I told you that I wasn't in a rush. I wasn't in a rush to get out of this series. Um, that I'm, I'm letting God... I'm letting God renew my mind. I was talking with one of our sons of the house, Pastor Brian Banks, and when I was talking with him today, I started sharing some of the things that we have been teaching on um, in regard to the new covenant. And, and he, and after listening for about 30 minutes or so, he said, well, Doc, I had it wrong. Well, you feel the same way the entire church has felt. <laughs> Amen. When we began to look at it from scripture, that we began to see that we've been in a new covenant. We've been new covenant believers using old covenant methods. Amen. And we want to, we want to, we want to develop the mindset. I, I think I saw. Um, I don't know if it was uh, your post. It might have been. It might have been your post, Diamond, that said new covenant mentality. Amen. I want the mind to go with what he did in my spirit. Amen. I have see that this this, this new spirit that he recreated me into this new birth, this rebirth. That's his spirit in me, created in his image and likeness. Now, now I've been reborn. That's a new covenant spirit. That spirit has nothing to do with an old covenant. So I need a mind to go with that spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you so much, Kevin. Amen. Hallelujah. So tonight I'm going to talk about new covenant security. New covenant security. Amen. I'm just going to spend a few moments doing it. Let me pray right quick. Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Your spirit, your life is in this place. Now as we yield to the Holy Ghost, we pray that you would teach us your word, that your word would enlighten us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now, I, I want you to have your pen, your paper, your tablets, your phone, have all of that together because I want you to take some notes on some things that I'm going to deal with tonight. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time bringing out a whole lot of points and a whole lot of definitions. In fact, this is one of the few um, if not the only um, part of this series, well, I only have one point, period, that I'm going to bring out. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't have a lot that he wants to say. So if God is speaking to you, I encourage you to write those things down. Uh, make note of those things. Put those things in your phone. Put those things in your tablet. Amen. Glory to God. I think I'll start off. Let me bag up. Let me bag up to what we were talking about um, last Thursday. Um, in part 15 of this uh, message. And, and last Thursday, um, Josh, we were talking about it in John chapter 8 when Jesus um, was, 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 was approached by some religious leaders. And this is what they said, Don. They said that this woman had been caught in the, uh, had been, this woman had committed adultery and was caught in the very act. She was caught in the very act. And they were looking to pressure Jesus to walk in the old covenant. You remember there were two things that I said that, that will pressure you to make you get out of the new covenant to walk in the old covenant and that is religion and relationships amen these are the two things the enemy will apply pressure in to try to make you walk in the old covenant religion and relationships so 
So watch what happened, Josh. That this woman, they brought him to Jesus and they threw her down at his feet and they said this woman had been caught in adultery in the very act. Come on, somebody say the very act. The very act. The very act. And this is what they said to Jesus. Listen to what they said. They said, Moses commanded that she should die. What do you say? Because they're trying to get him to shift back into that old covenant. And when you look it up in scripture, it's true. It's true. It's true. Moses said it. Moses said it done. Moses commanded it. It's in Leviticus chapter 22, verse 20. Dr. King, where Moses commanded it. And Moses Moses wrote in the law. Somebody say the law. That's the old covenant. Moses did write in the old covenant. It's scripture. Listen to me very clearly. It is scripture. Moses said in the old covenant that if a man lays with another uh, another man's wife, uh, neighbor, his neighbor's wife, then he and the woman should be put to death and they should be stoned. In Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 22, watch what it says in scripture. It says that if the two commit adultery, then they should be stoned. Somebody say that scripture. So they brought the woman to Jesus, threw the woman down at Jesus' feet, and they said, all right, this woman had been caught in adultery in the very act Moses commanded us. The words say, scriptures say, she should be stoned. Say it again, it's in scripture. Then they asked Jesus, what do you say to see if he's going to go against what the scriptures say? And Jesus stooped down, and then, of course, we know the story, how he writes in the ground, and then he says this here, uh, um, that ye that are without sin cast the first stone. Everybody dropped their rocks because they didn't want to extend mercy towards her, but they wanted mercy towards themselves. See, they didn't want to walk in the new covenant towards somebody else, but they wanted to walk in the new covenant. Mercy is in that new covenant that, that, that God expresses his mercy in that magnitude, but they wanted mercy for themselves. Somebody say amen. So watch what happens after that, Josh. Listen to me very clearly. Everybody drops their rocks because nobody is qualified to throw a rock because they are not without sin. But it does not mean that this woman should still, she should get away without getting a rock. Because Jesus is left there. And if anybody is qualified to throw a rock, Jesus is because he's without sin. So it's in scripture. Say it with me again. It's in scripture. Why would Jesus deliberately, intentionally violate scripture? It's written in scripture. Why didn't he do what the words say? Let me tell you why. I'm reiterating from last Thursday. Because although it was in scripture, it wasn't in this covenant. Just because it's in scripture don't mean it's in this covenant. Glory to God. Do y'all see what I'm saying? So watch this. When they tried to pressure him to do it just because the scripture said it, he said that scripture stopped with that. Not that the scripture is null and void. You got to learn the difference between what was written for our learning and what was written for legislator of the new law of the new covenant, the law of love. And Jesus said that one way are your condemned, where are your accusers? She said, I can't find none of them. They're all gone. He said, do, is there anybody that condemn you? She said, no man, Lord. He said, neither do I. I don't condemn you either because that's not the activity of this covenant. Somebody say this covenant. This covenant. That's where I want to pick up at. Now I want to talk about new covenant security because our redemption is more than a philosophical gesture or a psychological adventure. 
It is more than a good idea or something that is taking place in our mind. Somebody say, we're really redeemed. I can't hear you. Say it loud as you can. We're really redeemed. It is an actual event that took place in Christ with actual results that has taken place in us. It is an actual event that took place in Christ that has actual results that have taken place in the believer. Somebody say actual. That's the key word right there. In Christ for us. I'm going to say that again. In Christ for us. Sound like a post if you want to write it down. In Christ, comma, for us. Let's do it again. In Christ, for us. I'm going to keep saying it until you get in your spirit. In Christ, for us. One more time. In Christ, for us. That's the theme of redemption right there. In Christ, for us. It is always by him. It is never in us by us. It is always by him for us. Glory to God. <laughs> this is going to be good. I got a lot of stuff, a lot of scriptures to cover and I'm not going to try to make this as theatrical or demonstrative tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to be as relaxed as possible done so we can see it in scripture. It is my goal as a pastor to lay it out in the word that you get a visual of it, that you, you may not shout, dance, run and fall out and get lit in your hair, but you will know how to live it, apply it and walk in victory against the enemy and all his tricks. Somebody say in Christ, in Christ. For, us. for us, for us. The term redeem means to purchase or to buy back. That's what redeem means. It means to purchase or to buy back. But this thing that we're talking about in redemption is more than the buy back. It's the put back. It's not just the buy back. He didn't just redeem us from sin and death. From death and hell. From Satan and his enemy and his tricks. He didn't just redeem us from darkness, the kingdom of darkness. But it's not just the buyback, it's the putback. He didn't just redeem us, he also restored us. This is the thing our faith rests on. It's the verified proof that we have been restored in every way possible. And all of this takes place in the new covenant position of being in Christ. Come on, say that loud, in Christ. Now, the problem with most believers is this. They live with no security. They have no security. Believers are so, their faith is shaky, their, their hope is shaky, their, their, their life is shaky, their mind is shaky, their, their, their believers should be the most secure people on the planet. I will say that again. Believers should be the most secure people on the planet. Amen. Believers should not be losing their minds just because somebody don't want to be their friend anymore. Amen. Somebody say secure. secure. Believers should not be losing their minds just because they lost a job. Somebody say, not with God as your covenant partner. Right. Believers should not be, 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 be ready to, to give up hope just because the doctor gave a bad word. Amen. Not with the covenant partner that we have. We should be the most secure people on the planet. 
Now the problem is both most believers live with no security. They are not secure in their salvation. They're not secure in the promises of God. They're not secure in their health. They're not secure in their, their provision. They're not secure in their finances. They're not secure in their protection. They're not secure in everything else. They are not secure, period. But security is the central theme of the new covenant. It's what the new covenant is supposed to bring. Security. Somebody say new covenant. New covenant. Security. security. Write down our only point for tonight. Simple point, but I want you to write it down. Everything about the new covenant is for me in him. I want you to write it the way you see it on the screen. Emphasis on that for and in. Everything about the new covenant is for me in him. Can I teach this key? Amen. For me. Come on, say it with me. For me. me. In him. That's all I want to talk about tonight. That's all I want to deal with. I want to secure you. I want you to be secure that if the doctor gives you a bad word, this is how you know you can be anchored in him. The Bible said that the promises of God serve as an anchor for our souls. See, my spirit is grounded. It's my mind, my emotions that get all worked up when the enemy will try to attack. And my soul can sometimes be like a boat on the sea when the storm comes. But if my anchor is to a rock, then it don't matter how bad the storm is, then I ain't going nowhere. Come on, somebody say I ain't going nowhere. I know that's bad English, but that's good theology. Amen. I ain't going nowhere. Amen. So, everything, read the point back to me and it reads. Listen to me. Salvation didn't come until the new covenant. Glory to God. Although healing was in the old covenant, it was provided by your, your conditional standards, your performance. If you do this, then I will do this. That's what God said. That bilateral covenant of the old covenant, John, if you will hearken diligently to obey the voice of my God, of your God, if you would do according to all that is written therein, if you do your part, then God said, I do my part. But there's no security in that. Because I could never do my part. Glory to God. So I was never clear if God was going to heal me. I couldn't keep my end of the bargain. Somebody say amen. Amen. I wasn't clear if God was going to provide for me. I know he said that, but he also said that I got to do my part. And I was never clear on if God would provide because I could never keep my end of the bargain. Y'all still with me? Amen. I want to look, I want to, I want to take my time. I don't want to, I don't want to rush I don't want to really elaborate on these scriptures. I want to give you something to feed off of. I want to show you scriptures that talk about in Christ, in him, by Christ, and by him. Can I do that? I want you to first put down these scriptures right here. We're going to talk about in Christ scriptures. In Christ scriptures. I want to show you this point. Everything in the new covenant is for me in him. Show you what I mean by that. You got 1 Corinthians I mean, I Romans chapter three, Romans chapter three. We're talking about in Christ only. That's what we're talking about in Christ. Romans chapter three, Romans chapter three. Romans chapter three, Romans chapter three. You got it? If you got it, say, I got it. Why do verse 24 say? 
being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is where? Talk to me, church. Y'all say y'all hate it, right? Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ. I'm in the King James Version. It is in Christ. Amen. Somebody say my redemption is in him. But it's for me. This whole thing called redemption, God had it for me, but it's in him. You got it? All right. Let's go to the next scripture. Write them down as they go. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Turn down. Turn down. I told you I'm not spending a whole lot of time teaching on it. I'm just showing it to you in scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. If you got it, shout whoop, there it is. Watch what it says. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ. Now watch what he says. Justification, no condemnation. The opposite of condemnation is justification. You can't declare me guilty because I'm not guilty. But that's in Christ. But it's for me. For me, in Christ. Somebody say in Christ. Turn to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. We'll walk down the line. Chapter 1, verse 30. The scripture here wasn't highlighted, but we'll catch it. Glory to God. Chapter 1, verse 30. 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 30. You ready? Watch what it says. But of him are you where? In Christ. Who of God is made unto us. Now watch this. Look what it says. You're in Christ. And let me tell you what Jesus was made. He was made something. He was made something unto us. For us in him. Do you still see it? What was he made for us? Wisdom. Righteousness. Sanctification. And redemption. Okay, let's go a little bit further. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. All of these scriptures just saying in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 14. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 14. You know, sometimes you get a chance to preach a long time and sometimes you only do it for a short time. Amen. I just move by the spirit. Amen. I'm going to share what, what we have tonight. It's good to me. Every message has been working out of me the old covenant. It's been getting rid of it. Amen. It's been it's been driving it out. It has been aggressively attacking the way I think. Although I've been saved, although I've been preaching for 21 plus, I mean 21 years in April. Amen. Although I've been I, I've been doing all of this, I didn't know that I was kingdom but old covenant. I didn't know that. So every message has been working out of me, the old covenant, so that I can represent the new covenant as I'm an ambassador of this kingdom. Watch what it says. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. You got it? Say, I got it. I got it. Now, thanks be to God, which sometimes causes us to triumph. Always. According to what the problem is. Always. It's according to how bad the doctor's report is. Always. I can't hear you. It's according, it's according to how much the bill is. It's according to how big the giant is. Always. 
You don't know about the Red Sea though. The mountains that are on both sides. Thanks be to God, which sometimes causes us to triumph. Always. Always. Somebody shout, I always win. Always. Watch the next part. In Christ. In him. For us. Who always win? But who got us the victory? In Christ. In him. Y'all with me? For us. And make manifest the Savior of this knowledge by us in every place. Turn to Ephesians chapter 1. I'm just showing, no, 2 second, second Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, chapter 5, chapter 5. I can't miss this famous, famous theological discourse of rebirth. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Glory to God. You see it, Josh? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, do you see it? He is a, you see the new creature is for us, but it's in him, in him for us. Do you see it? Therefore, if any man be, he is a new creature. So there's something that happened to Jesus but I benefit from it. In him for us. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are. Behold, all things are. Become new. Turn to Ephesians chapter 1. I know we're going through a lot of scriptures. I'm going through a lot of scriptures. I hope you're writing them down. I hope you're writing them down and you're highlighting them. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. You getting it, Josh? I want you to go back and look at it. This is where your security is going to come from. I'm going to show it to you in just a minute. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. If you got it, say, I got it, Bishop. Watch verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with some spiritual blessing. Oh. Where? In heavenly places. Watch this. In him. Finish the statement. For us. God did something in him. And now we benefit from it. Every scripture we just looked at. This is what it even said. God did something in Jesus and you're redeemed because of it. God did something in Jesus and you always got victory because of it. God did something with Jesus and now you got all spiritual blessings in heaven and places. God did something in Jesus and you're the recipient of it. You're the benefit of what he did in Jesus. In him for us. Somebody say in him. For us. Glory to God. Amen. It's Ephesians 1 and 3. Now I'm going to shift right quick, Diamond. I'm going to shift to... Instead of in Christ scripture, I'm going to shift to a few scriptures that say in him. You got it? Turn to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Let's go there. 2 Corinthians. Chapter 1. Verse 20. Now, this is what I did, Miss Deborah. I'm about to redo my minister's handbook. And in that minister's handbook, I'm going to have all of these scriptures kept. 
that you're going to be able to go look at because every time it says in Christ, by Christ, in him, by him, it is making reference to the finished work that God did in Jesus. Somebody say God did the work. And every time I read the scripture, I never see Jesus being the beneficiary of the work. I almost kicked this thing down just then. Did you hear what I just said? Every time we read the scripture, I never see that God says that by him, for him. It's always by Christ, in Christ, in him, by him. For us. Every time I read about a scripture that says in Christ, I never see Jesus being the one that benefits from the in Christ scripture. I always see me being the one that benefits from what God did in him. That's security. Okay. All right. I got excited too early, Josh, because I didn't show you this. Verse 20. For some of the promises of God. All the promises of God. Where? In him. <laughs> For all the promises of God. Where? In him. Are yes and in him they are. Amen. In other words, watch what it just said. If God promises, he can't give you a no. In him for us. Your security is going to get big. Your confidence is going to rise in a moment. I'm going to keep showing it to you until it does. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Come on, say it with me. Say, I can't get a no when I stand on the word. I never pray prayers like that, Diamond. I never have to go through life and say this here. Well, if it's God's will, I know what God's will is, so I pray what God's will is. I stand on what God's will is, and I know that in Him, you have already secured me. You already said that all the promises of God in Him are yes and amen. So the only thing I expect to hear from heaven is a yes and an amen when I'm standing on what the Word says. Heaven and earth will pass away before one word of God fails. Because I'm secure in him for us. Glory to God. Amen. What I told you, 2 Corinthians chapter what? Chapter 5, verse 21. For he has made him to be sin for us. He made him something for us. Who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God. (laughs) See, watch this. Every time I say in him, by him, in Christ, by Christ, this is what it's saying, Kevin. God did something in Jesus. And then said, make sure you get the benefits. My prayers are answered. All the promises, I can make sure that I never get a note from God concerning his promises because of what he did in Jesus. I can make sure that I'm redeemed because of what he did in Jesus. I can make sure that I'm saved because of what he did. I'm just going over the scripture we said. I can make sure that I have all of the blessings of God, all of the blessings in heavenly places because of what he did in Jesus. I can make sure that I'm a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new because of what he did in Jesus. 
I can also make sure that I'm no longer the sinner. I have now become righteous because of what he did in Jesus. In him for us. Look somebody in the eye and say, you just don't have to believe it. It's in the word. You just don't have to believe it. You can't wait on signs and wonders to, to give you, is this true? It's in the word. It's, a, it's the word of the new covenant. It is the word that God did. This entire covenant is in him for us. Okay. You still don't believe me. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Ooh. Ooh. I've been gone too long. I'm glad I'm home. Amen. Colossians chapter 2 verse 10. You got it? And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and power. Principality and power. Listen to what he just said, Josh. You are complete because of what God did in him. Remember that phrase, in him, by him, in Christ, and by Christ. All mean what God did in Jesus. You got it? So what God did in Jesus made you complete. Look at somebody again and so say, you just don't have to believe it. You just don't have to believe it. See, this is the stuff we don't walk around telling ourselves throughout the day. We don't tell ourselves this. We should be talking to ourselves throughout the day, meditating on the word and saying, you are complete. Josh, you are complete. You are sound. You are whole. You are the finished work of Jesus Christ. You are the beloved of God. You are the one that God said that he won't give you a no if you will stand on his promises. You are the one that got all the blessings in heavenly place. You ought to talk to yourself throughout the day and tell you are the redeemed. You are the one that have made the righteousness of God. You are the one that God is talking about. Okay. Let's shift. Let's shift. Let's shift from in him. Let's go to by Christ. Let's go on there now. We're going to talk about by Christ. By Christ. Amen. I, I got a few minutes. I got a few minutes left. Let's see if I can make use of my time. Philippians chapter 1. We're talking about by Christ. I gave you a lot of scriptures today, huh? It's amazing how we can love God so much and not and only like his word. Amen. The old preacher would say, bring it on home, Rick. Tie it together, in other words. Hook it on up. Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 1, verse 11. You got to say, I got it. Now we're talking about by Christ, right? Watch this. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. Watch what it just said in the devil. By him. Something happened to him. And I got filled with the fruits of righteousness. What are the fruits of righteousness? Righteousness is the new nature of God in you. It is the nature of God in you as your very own nature. The perfected nature of the Father in you is your very own nature. That's the, that's the righteousness of God. You got it? So that's my ability to stand in his presence without the sense of inferiority, guilt, shame, weakness, or sin of any kind. Amen. Amen. That's the righteousness of God. So watch, watch how this works. Watch how this works first, lady. It works like this. 
He said that by Christ, I got filled with all the fruits of righteousness. What are the fruits of having the new nature? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meek, faith. It said I got filled with it. We call it the fruit of the Spirit. That scripture just said I got filled with it. You go to good point. And then it said it wasn't because of me. How many times we showed up at church and we've been hearing people preach about the fruit of the Spirit and we've been understanding it as something we have to go get? Can I secure you? In him, for us. Glory to God. Okay, let me show you another one. What, what, what are we on? By Christ? Okay, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. My time is my time is up. My time is up. Amen. It's not up. It looks like I have five minutes. Philippians chapter 4. I got five minutes. I got five minutes. Amen. Philippians chapter 4. If you got it, say I got it. I got it. Watch what it says in verse, verse 19. Verse 19. If you got it, say I got it. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches. Well, in glory. There you go, Josh. Watch what it said. Because of what I did in him, here's your benefit. I supply all your need. I thought you were going to supply my need because of me. You're never the because of. It's always Jesus. You might want to write that down. I'm never the because of. It's always Jesus. Ooh, you right, woman. Hallelujah. Amen. You're never the because of. Yeah, baby, preach with me. Glory to God. You're never the because of. All these kids we raised in the ministry. Amen. You're never the because of. You're never, you're never the thing that God looks at to see if he want to answer your prayer. It's always Jesus. You're never the thing that God look at to see if he wants to heal you. It's always Jesus. You're never the thing that God wants to look at to see if he wants to save you. It's always Jesus. It's always in him. Y'all getting it now. Ooh, my time just went up. Glory to God. Amen. Let's do one more. By him. Can I give you one more? By him. Now, all of these scriptures I just gave you tonight, I want you to do this. I want you to go back and I want you to look them up and I want you to jot down on the side of the scripture. First lady, I really want you to do this now. I want you to go back and jot down on the side of those scriptures that I just gave you the benefit of that scripture because you're the recipient of that benefit. Because of Jesus, I am or because of Jesus, I have or because of Jesus, I can expect. I want you I want y'all to go back and do that now. Go back and look at those scriptures and write down, because of Jesus, I am. Because of, on side of those scriptures, I want you to write them on a, on, a, on, a, on a sheet of paper. Just go back, spend time. You want to study some stuff, amen. I'm giving you stuff to study, to change your thinking, to, to reprogram you to have new covenant mentality. Because of him, I am. Because of Jesus, I have. Because of Jesus, I can expect. All right, here's the last set. By him, Colossians. Colossians, the next book over from Philippians. Colossians chapter chapter one chapter one. We're talking about by him, right? 
Watch this. Verse 20. You got to say, I got it. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Watch, watch what it just said. Here's my benefit. I have peace through the blood of the cross by him. This is what peace means. Let me tell you what peace is not. Let me tell you the opposite of peace. Peace means this. There's no beef between you and God. God is not mad at you. I don't have to come into his presence. Now, I didn't list no condition. It didn't say that. It didn't say that, Miss Deborah. If you've been living right, if you've been acting right, if you've been talking right, if you've been walking right, if you hadn't been doing this or if you haven't been doing that, all it said was, I got peace through the blood of the cross by him. God did something in him, and here's the benefit. It was for me to have peace with God. I could always walk into his presence and know he's not mad at me because of him. You getting it done? Okay, let's, let's go through one more. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. I'll let this be my last one. I'll let this be my last one. Let's do that. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. And I'll explain it right now. i explain it. Verse 25. You got to say, I got it. If you don't have to say, wait on me. Watch what it says. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost. He's able to save anybody. I don't care how good you were. He's able to save them to the uttermost that came to God, that come to God by him. Do you see it? If you come to God by him, depending on the work that God did in him, he's able to save anybody. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. So Bishop, close out. All right. Read the point back to me. Point number one, it says what? Come on, we'll read it together and it reads. In him. That's the security. I just gave you 13, I believe, 13 or 14 different scriptures to prove that to you. So let me go ahead and show you what the security is. This is what I mean by the security, first lady. In the old covenant, there was no security. Brother, there was no security in the old covenant. Because in the old covenant, I couldn't keep my end of the bargain. I could not walk perfect before the Lord in order for the promises to be assured that they would be manifested in my life. I had no security in that. The only way that I could be 100% sure that God would do it in my life is if I walked 100% perfect. Hallelujah. And because I couldn't walk 100% perfect in that covenant, I had no security. So I knew he was a healer. I just didn't know if he would heal me. I knew he was a provider. I just wasn't sure if he would provide for me. I knew he was a savior, but I just wasn't sure if he would save me. I knew he was a deliverer, John, but I just wasn't sure if he would deliver me. I knew he was a, a way maker. I just wasn't sure if he was going to make a way for me because I couldn't live up to my part. So there was no security in it. But in the new covenant, 
both the assurance and the security of the promises are not in your hands anymore. Come here, Don. Bring your Bible with you. I'll be Jesus. Josh, come here. Come here, Josh. Let me use you. Josh will be Jesus. You stand over here, Josh. Just stand right there. Come to me, Don. So you would come to God and if you didn't live every word in here, you were not 100% sure if he would answer your prayer, if he would deliver you, if he would heal you. There was no security. Somebody say no security. No security. So this is what God did. He took it out of your hand, put it in Christ. And Jesus lived every aspect of the law. That's why I said that he fulfilled the law. Come on, flip through the pages, Josh, all the pages. So Jesus lived every single word of the law. And then God said, I can now do for you because of what he did. Somebody say that's security. That's security. What is assurance? Let me tell you what assurance is. You might want to write the definition down. This is J.B. Young definition. It's simple. Assurance. Jesus makes sure I get it. That's the assurance right there. Jesus makes sure I get it. He makes sure that I get the salvation. He makes sure I get the sanctification. He makes sure that I get the fruits of righteousness. He makes sure that I get the blessings in heavenly places. He makes sure that I get to uh, become the righteousness of God. He makes sure that I that I get the victory always causing me to triumph. He makes sure that I'm complete. He makes sure that everything Jesus makes sure I get it. Somebody say that's assurance. That's assurance. I never have to question whether or not I'm healed. I'm healed because Jesus made sure I get it. I never have to question whether or not God is going to make a way. I know that he can make a way because Jesus makes sure I get it. I never have to question whether or not God is going to provide when times get tough and I don't know where the money is coming from. I never have to question that because Jesus makes sure I get it. I never have to question whether or not my enemies are going to overtake me because I know they can't overtake me because I always have the victory because Jesus makes sure I get it. Somebody say that's assurance. Now write down a definition for security because in Christ we get assurance and security. You want to write it down, don't you? Here's security. Assurance was he makes sure I get it. Security is different. He makes sure I can't lose it. If it's not in you, listen to me, Dr. King. If it's not in you, by you, but it's for you, then you can't lose it. He makes sure I get it, and he makes sure I can't lose it. Somebody say healing is mine, and I can't lose it. Say it with me. Salvation is mine. And I can't lose it. I know people have been teaching that you can lose your salvation. It was never in your hands. Am I right? How did you get saved? You didn't get saved by nothing you did. Nothing. Now you're going to be able to undo what God did in Jesus. 
because of something you did. You didn't get saved because of what you did. You didn't get saved until you came and placed your faith in Jesus. I'm going to go as far as to say this. Go ahead and have a seat so I can kill a witch right quick, Josh. I want to see your face as I kill this witch right quick. Let me go ahead as far as to say this here. Because, listen, I can't lose my righteousness. I'm on camera with this. I know. I can't lose it. It's never in my hand. It was always in him for me, for us. I can't lose him being my provider. He makes sure I get it and he makes sure I can't lose it. You know how Adam lost the dominion? That'll never happen again. Because God said that I didn't place it in your hand to produce it. It was in him for us. I'm trying to give you security now. You should be able to walk with your head up about every promise of God now. Now, hold up, you mean to tell me you make sure I get it, you make sure that I can't lose it? Let me, let me give you something. Let me kill a witch. Watch this. That's why you never find this word in the New Testament or the New Covenant. You never find this word. You never find the word backslider in the New Covenant. That's an Old Covenant word. Close out, first lady. I think this was better to me than it was to y'all. You know what we call a backslider? Somebody that hadn't been coming to church like they should, hadn't been reading like they should, been walking in their flesh. You know what God called them? Saved. I kick it, I'm telling you, I kick it over. I kick it over. You know what we call it, Kevin? We call it backslider. Somebody that turned and began to live according to the indulgence of the world. You know what God called it? A son that's overtaken by a fault. You know what I'm trying to do? See, you know why your faith hasn't been secure? You've been still holding on to the responsibility. What do you think the scripture meant when it said that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith? Our faith start and stop at Jesus. We made this thing too hard. First lady, you can stop that recording. I'm done for the night. Amen. Amen. Kevin, you can stop that. You can come on up and give me something soft if you would. Glory to God. I'll make my rounds. I'll close out. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you want me to hoop it, I'll do it. It don't matter to me because I just want to make sure that you get it. That when you leave out of here today, you understand one thing in your spirit. God, you said that I'm secure in Jesus. Now, does that mean that I can go live any way I want? No, I don't want to live any way I want now. Now that I know that there's a grace that's good and it is empowering me, you ain't got to worry about me wanting to go do anything. I want to live for you now, and I don't. And if I miss it, I know that you have secured me in Him. Hallelujah! You can take that off the stand, first lady. Glory to God.